Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 379, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. I'm just going to start this thing because it doesn't seem like either of you are interested today. Hey, don't put me in this category. I'm actually in a pretty good mood. Good morning, guys. It's been a couple weeks. Good to be back. Yeah, I haven't spoken to Craig in a couple weeks either. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. That's good. Sometimes you got to stay away from grumpiness. Why you should right, come on right off the bat, eh, Riv? Right off the bat, can't even ease into it. What's That's going not on, my Riv? Style. You've had a tough weekend, eh, Riv? I did. I did. Yeah, I th- I flew uh, on Thursday to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, with my uh, with my son. Everything was totally fine. Got off the plane in Arizona, and uh, both of us huge headaches crazy headache uh then it, all of a sudden it was just went downhill from there headaches and you know just cold symptoms stuff like that fever so he didn't even play he played one period of uh of the entire weekend because he missed the first two games from being sick tried the third game Played in the first period, had an awesome first period. Second period, uh, first shift in the second period, took a hit and uh, AC joint. Sprained his AC joint, so he was out for the rest of the weekend, which was, you know. And then we flew home, got home at 11 o'clock at night last night, and I feel like shit. Jeez. I, I don't even know what to say. I had a great weekend. So how, how just just to add insult to injury, how much for one period of hockey? Don't start. It's way the most much. expensive well, weekend I've had. Put it that way, and uh, we didn't even get to see friggin' uh, a restaurant. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was a rough weekend, but it is what it is, and uh, you know things happen. Well, what did you fly? Did you fly like Spirit Airlines? Then it couldn't have been too expensive. That's probably how you got sick. <laughs> well, is that the is Spirit Airlines real? You got Spirit. You got. I mean, here we got Spirit. We got Sun Country. I mean, it's those those flights where you know you you, you buy a flight for a hundred bucks, but then by the time you're all settled and done, it's four hundred anyways because they charge you for stepping on the plane, picking a seat. The suitcase, um, deep belt, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You have to rent the oxygen tank in case, the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, uh, do you want the oxygen tank in case the- <laughs> <laughs> it's an option? Otherwise, you're in aisle 12, it's got no tank, <laughs> otherwise, it's an $18 upgrade, yeah. Uh- all right, all right, all right. Did you see Boston sending that uh, Portress to, uh, is it Matthew Portress? 
Yep. To uh, the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Bad move. Hey, we talked about that with Benson last week. I was wondering if the, we were going to ever hear the Sabres announce that Benson was going, but yeah, doesn't. I mean, not to have too much of a conversation of it. I just thought, I thought it was interesting that. What are your did. What are your What are your thoughts on that, Van? I already gave my opinion on it last week, but uh, what are your thoughts on on these young guys? Like Portress, I think is nineteen. I think he's yeah. a two thousand four birthday. So, um, what uh, What are your thoughts on that? I think, I mean, obviously, you know, Boston is smart. They have done this for a long time. The kid's obviously too good for the OHL. I think that's where he played, right? Yes. Yeah. So they decided to keep him, and and he had a great start. And and we all know how it is. You know, the first 10 games are a lot different than the next 70 games. And especially games, you know, 10 to 30 are different. 30 to 60 are different. There, there are different segments, so... I haven't been watching Boston much, so I don't know how the kid's playing, if he's struggling, if he's in an outer lineup. But obviously what they're thinking is, hey, yeah. we, we got enough depth around here. Go go play and, uh, you know, have a memory. Because, I mean, I played World Juniors with Austria, and I knew going in that I'm not going to win a medal. But the experience of being there was still, still great. It, you know, I still look back at those memories with my buddies from back home that – just being part of a world junior is um, is a fun experience. And in his case, he's going to be a leader in that team, play a ton of hockey, and it'll be good. Well, clearly in Boston, they're not – they have enough depth where they're not going to be missing a 19-year-old, where in Buffalo, I feel there are times where the 18-year-old has been the hardest working and best player on the ice, which is probably the issue that they have. But you said – Something that cracks me up, Van. This line always cracks me up. Okay. He's too good for the OHL. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Benson's too good for the WHL, or this guy's too good for junior. Well, yeah. what does that even mean? In 63 games last year, he had 16 goals and 79 assists. It's not about points. It's it's to me, it's not you you can't judge. And again, I, I get it. Points matter, and that's what you know, high skilled players get judged by. But you can dominate games without having 200 points or whatever, whatever the number you want him to see to me, Benson. And I was with you guys early on because I didn't know much about him. Smaller kid. I'm like, ah, probably the best thing for him would be to get back, you know, grow into his body. The games I've watched the last three weeks, he's been the best player and not just for the Sabres. Someone, I mean, that Vegas game, I thought he might've been the best player on the ice or one of the best forwards. Like he is, (laughs) the kid's got it. He's good. What, good. What, stand, what stands out the most with him when you, when you watch him? Well, first of all, he 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 competes and he he goes into the corners or sideboard wherever the battle is. He gets in there and he's and he's so smart. He doesn't go and like kill guy because he doesn't he doesn't have to. A kid, I don't know what his size five nine five ten. I don't know what he is. Yeah, but he comes out with the puck. And not the, only does he come out of those battles with the puck, he already knows where the puck is going to go next. He is impressive. He is he is super impressive. He puts himself in great spots without the puck. I mean, that kid is. Like I said, no, it's, he it's, he took a hit. He took a hit. I can't remember what game it was. Craig, help me. It was the game in Colorado, actually, when they had um, when they didn't have oh they the had shot. no shots yeah, yeah, yeah. they had he no shots so the game the, wasn't in Buffalo. First. Manson stepped up and ran him, and then he ends up going to the net and picking up the Darlene's rebound and, and and getting a goal. And I just kid has a motor. You got to give him that. Yeah, yeah, it's nonstop. I mean, he's so, uh, he's he is he's been. I mean, out of all those, I mean, Bedard's doing things that's that's pretty good, especially five on five. I thought he was going to be more of a power play guy, but I, I mean, Benson, he 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 belongs. He's like I said, his motor is going. He doesn't look timid. He makes plays. I mean, in Vegas, he played on that top line. He looked he looked great. So Mike Harrington posted a stat after the Vegas game. <laughs> Or after the uh, Arizona game. And it says the Sabres now have 13 wins. They are now 1 9 and 3 
in the next game after a win. One, nine, and three. So, Van, we were talking uh, a couple weeks ago about those shirts we used to have. Remember, refuse to lose two. And someone yeah. someone tweets the show and they go, come on, boys, get the shirts going. <laughs> refuse to, win, to two. win two. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, I did see that stat as well or that tweet. And uh, it, it's mind blown. I don't know, right? Like, how, how do you... How do you not carry some momentum over? Like that Vegas game, uh, they played great. Yeah, shouldn't you feel after the Vegas game like you can beat anybody? Yeah, but that's after Rangers game, after the Boston game. Like they, they, they I don't know. It is. Uh, They've beaten some of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Boston, Colorado, Rangers, Vegas. And they follow it up. With poor play. It has been the telltale sign of their entire season. And it's not something that, ah, you know, it's just it's early. It's early. No, they're they're 30, they're 30 plus games into the season. At what at what point in time does are you start to become concerned that the product that's on this team is a concern? Was it the product or is it the consistency? It's all, yes, it goes hand in hand. But okay. my biggest thing is, I mean, and you guys know what he, you know, who is it on? Like, I know everyone always, the, the easy thing, and that, that's the that's the trend the last few weeks is, right, fire a coach, bring in a new guy. To me, this, this ain't coaching. Like, that's on the players to me. That's on when you can't win back-to-back games. That ain't that. That's not coaching, in my opinion. That that is. Um, Did you see what Lundqvist said last week about the team? Yes. I mean, he I mean, was. He was. I mean, it was almost like he was just quoting Craig. Um. Yeah, it almost seemed like uh, he listened to after the whistle. No, no shit. Or or it's just glaringly obvious. <laughs> Bold. I know, but you you, you <laughs> say you say it like it, it it's like I'm I'm or we all are doing something bad. Uh, like I don't I I don't like hearing like like when you say did you hear Henrik Lundqvist? Yeah, he sounds like ribs or he sounds like the after the whistles guys. Like, do you think I like this? It's just it's just what I see. It's what everybody sees. The inconsistency in the play, the softness in the play. It's 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 like this is not a rebuild. We are not in a rebuild. We were in a rebuild in 2000 freaking 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're now ah. 2023, 24 season, and we're still talking about the same stuff. But how how are you not in a rebuild when you're one of the youngest teams? That is still, to me, it's it's still a rebuild. It's not so a finished who, product. So are, are are we are we cutting these in pieces of the pie? So we've had we're 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 in year thirteen. Twelve years the team has not made the playoffs, but we're going to start to cut it into pieces of the pie. One piece is was the, uh, you know, how many coaches back and how many GMs back. Is this this is not this is ball, not Bottrell's piece. This is Kevin Adams' piece. So his rebuild start started when Kevin Adams took over the team. Is right. that how we're doing this? You have to, right? Okay. I mean, if, if <laughs> Rivs, if you take over tomorrow. Now it becomes your team and your vision. Yeah. Right. You take pieces what the guy left you because you have to. Yeah. But your vision starts on day one. What 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 the guy in front of you did or before you did, that's not your concern. Your concern is how do I get better from the moment you take over? That's how I look at it. And how, that's how long clock how starts. long how long does it take? It takes however long you are committed to doing what you want to do. If you want to, um, I mean, we all know this, right? Everyone wants to keep their job. You can you can stay young and you can 
have a vision on a five-year plan and that's the five-year plan or you can go in there and start making moves on day one and being aggressive i want to use a guy as an example because going back to the lundquist thing he said it's a mindset it's a mindset thing right so can players choose how they want to play or not play what they're willing to do or not do let's use one guy as an example kyle oposo okay here is a guy who in the last couple weeks anyway has elevated his game from the standpoint of physicality you know he is literally doing everything he can to at least say that he's left everything here on the ice on in the game doing what he can to lead by example and show the young guys that hey you know what like i've, I've got a history of injuries i'm an older guy i'm on the other side of my career but look i'm i'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to play this way and sacrifice my body. He's blocking shots. He's scoring goals. He's making hits. He's making hits. He's not taking hits. He's delivering hits. I would have to agree. I mean, Kyle. Well, why is it so always... fucking hard for these other guys to to do the same thing? I, I that's what I don't understand. You got a thirty some odd year old guy who. There you go. You just said it. What? Thirty year old guy. He's been in the league for 14, 15 years. He knows how to adapt. He's adapting to a role that I mean, I played with with Kyle on the island. It's and I've told this before. It was the best line I've ever been on. Nothing against Roisey, because I love playing with Roisey, but playing with uh John Tavares and Kyle Oposo, I mean, the game was great. I mean, that line was awesome. Kyle isn't that guy anymore. And ever since his thousand game, I think he's been one of the best forwards. He's been great. He found his legs, he found Something. I don't know if he was a little hurt or now he feels more healthy, but just like you're saying, he adapts to his the, role. The desperation in his in his game. Yep. Maybe he's just fed up with with losing and being in an environment of losing and having this team, uh, as far as I'm concerned, underachieve. Um, and someone needs to step up. And and you know, lo and behold, it's it's not the top players on the team. It's Kyle Oposo. Kyle Oposo, who is the captain of this team, and you know he may be thirty-five, but he's playing incredible on in in all areas. You know he's in front of the net, digging and whacking at. He's playing defense and he's killing penalties. He's on the second power play, and he's finding ways to 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 be successful. So where is the rest of the team? Why can you not put two games together back to back? I don't know. Getting, I, I mean, getting we can, tiresome we can, watching yeah, I mean, Don Granato after these pef- press conferences after the game, having to basically say the same, the same thing with the same monotone. You know, obviously he's not. He, you know, he he's so well spoken, yeah. but it's it it's getting to a point where it's like, why is this happening? And I didn't where, see the Arizona game. I don't so I I hockey myself, so I missed that. I mean, I saw the highlights, so I, I can't speak on what happened in that game. Like because the Vegas game I did watch, and it was I mean, good efforts everywhere. Goaltending, spectacular. Everything was great. So I I don't I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know what happened in the Arizona game. So you guys gonna fill me in. Terrible. But, they didn't score. They just didn't score. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you, you, but did you have chances that the goalie, you know, that we get out goaltended? I mean, you can play a good game and not score. Ribs, the goalie I mean, in Arizona this. was through the roof. They, he was unbelievable. He was the he was the reason why Arizona won. Period. That's there you it. go. And so, 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 a loss like that. You can't blame the players. Again, I didn't watch the game, so if the effort was good and you're creating chance after chance after chance, it's going to happen, right? I mean, just like on the flip yeah, side, well, in 82 games, you're going to play well. Say that. Games. It happens all the time, though, Banner. Like, this is not something new, so I, I'm not no, going to sit there. No, that's not true because I've, I've watched them play back-to-back games where they lose and they didn't deserve to win. I mean, Riff, that's a completely different. When you play well yeah. and you get out Well, let's get this, something straight. Like, I'm not saying that in Arizona – the Sabres deserve to win. Yeah. All I'm saying is they got great goaltending. Okay. Which helped them and gave them a chance 
to win. I wouldn't say it came down to that goaltender being the well, I be honest with you, I thought he was I thought he was fantastic. Um but again, like you just go back where where does the blame go here? Like what is the what is the issue? I've been sitting here talking about this, you know, on the podcast for three years. Uh, Petey and I did a, the, the radio show and, and TV show for, for five years. And we've basically been talking about the same thing. And five years before that, we have been talking the same thing. It's well, called I mean, losing. Losing. So yes, what but I, I think there, I mean, this time around, I think it hurts more than the last 10 years because your team is actually good right on paper. Like the last 10 years, I mean, last year was a good year, but before that, you're going into the season knowing there most likely you're going to be getting a draft pick, a high draft pick this year. I think the expectations change. And, and I've told you guys this last year, expectations are real and it, it, it affects players, right? Because the media starts talking about it more. And I mean, I remember this six months ago here, I told you guys career years, they don't, you, you don't duplicate them. It's not, you don't show up to camp and be like, oh, last year I had 42. This year I'm going to have 50. It doesn't work that way. It's freaking hard. And right now it's proving me right because getting 80 points, getting 90 points, it, it's not easy. It's not easy so at is all. That, is that concerning to you that the team last year whether it's Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck, Casey Middlestad, Dylan Cousins, you you can go on and on. Rasmus Dahlin, they all had career years. Yeah. And still missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is that a concern? Because those are career years. It's not a concern to me. That was automatic that when you have six, seven guys who have career years, maybe two of them will exceed those points but not all six or seven. And I remember Rivs, you said, well, they don't all have to, they just have to be better in different places, right? Be better defensively. Hunter, well, have you seen, the, have you seen the growth in that? No, I'll jump off on that, but well, hold on. Here's the thing though, the man, it, to that, to that point, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but just to Craig's point, that's where you rely on the next wave of guys like a Paterka who's dominating Casey Middlestad to continue to take a step. Jack Quinn, we didn't expect to get hurt, but had him pegged for 25 to 30, you know? Um, and then maybe, you know, maybe another couple pieces, you know, maybe having some, uh, you know, bigger years. But but for, you know, the, on, the only guy that's really kind of been followed up from last year that's that's been unbelievable consistently is Darlene. You know when you're out in the ice and you take a big check and the next day you feel all sore and you don't feel well? But when you're injured in a car crash, don't let the insurance company skate off without paying what you deserve. Call Salino at 800-555-5555. Looking for something to do New Year's Eve? Seneca Resort and Casinos is the place for an unforgettable New Year's Eve experience. Partying on the casino floors and enjoying incredible food and drink specials, hot slots and table games, DJs, live music, and an epic final countdown to midnight. Dining specials at all restaurants at all properties. For more details, go to SenecaCasinos.com. We'll see you New Year's Eve. Career years, forget about that. I already, you know, they, they, they don't happen, but your game has to evolve. Rivs talked about this. I had to evolve my game. I know I scored 40 and I got freaking Lindy was all over me because we didn't win the cup. So I needed to be better in this area. He's like, you know, he's like, you got to be better defensively. You got to do this more. You got to don't worry about goals. He's like, I know you can score. You got to do this. And did I get better at it? I don't know, but at least I, I tried to. My mindset did change. You know, I didn't cheat the ozone as much I, I stayed in the zone and you know i felt like my game did improve and evolved into a more rounded player so but you're right with pd you know it, the, the same thing happened when we played you know danny leaves drew leaves now there's more expectations of on me on Roy Z and timmy or Daffer. whoever but 
The one thing that people don't understand is the reason we were good is because we had depth. So we lose Drew, we lose Danny. We get put on more of, you know, pressure, more minutes and bliss, which I loved. It was great. But nobody replaced Roisey. Nobody replaced myself. Nobody replaced Palmer. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, I think I think we stepped up, but you, you still need somebody. You know, you don't replace a Drury or, or, or Briere, but you have to replace more scoring, which... Oh. I have something for you. And and I watched the Arizona game. Yes, I had one eye open. I was sick, but I still got to watch it. I want to know if you can teach certain, like when we're talking about certain aspects of the game where, you know, you're, you're, you're teaching super insanely highly skilled, talented players that have dominated offensively pretty much their entire lives since they were young kids. Now you get to the best league in the world. You're playing against players that are not only the best offensive, defensive, they're physical, they're strong, they're intelligent, the hockey IQ. Um, and, and we're talking about, you know, teaching guys like Nate McKinnon. Okay. To, to, evolve his game from just being a, uh, an incredible point producer in, in his youth hockey and in junior hockey. And then now in the NHL, you watch him play. I, I would, I look at him and say, he's, he's a full rounded hockey player. I look at Sidney Crosby and, and know that he was a point producing freak as a young kid, but you look at him, he's arguably one of the best two way players in the game, right? History, History of the game. History. Um, and then there's the other part of the game. Like knowing who you're playing against and knowing certain situations on the ice that need to be addressed and taken care of. And I'm just going to give you a small, it's so small, but it's so big. During the Arizona game, at one point, Matias Samuelson was in the corner and ended up bumping um, Keller. Now, Keller is clearly the best player on Arizona. It is undeniable. So in this situation, Keller um, gets bumped. Nothing even serious. Gets bumped after the whistle by Matias Samuelson. Keller turns around and cross-checks Samuelson after the whistle. Samuelson, 6'5", is 230 pounds, literally just looks at him and doesn't even engage. I, I have to find you this clip. And, and you're going to realize like why this team does not win. What did you think about the response from the jack hit the other night? I didn't see Vegas game. I apologize okay. for that. I was completely down and out, but uh, um, free, free. I thought the same thing. Like though, like the free reign for the. Did you see that van? I did. Um, Jack came in and he ran over Benson, and then. But in came in came Peyton Krebs, right? Yeah, I remember came watching Krebs. The, yeah, yep. in came Peyton Krebs. Sure, but it's like fuck, got an opportunity to to just that's Jack just, Eichel. It's free reign. Your glove should be off. Pounding the shit out of him. Tearing at his face. <clears throat> I don't get it. And this is it. what I'm trying to say. There's no like, killer instinct on this fucking team. Yeah, that's a, that's a mentality, though. I mean, it's mentality. It's, Come on, man. What are we talking about here? Are we talking no. about Matias Samuelson? If I, was, if I was on the coaching staff, Marty Wilford should be calling in Matias Samuelson and just really honestly, Bring him into the video room and play that video 10 times over. And then look at him and say, that's their best player. If he ever, if anyone like this ever does this to you again, your gloves should be off and you should be literally ripping the kid's throat apart. 
I've never seen anyone. <laughs> I don't with- understand it. It's it's like a golden ticket. You yeah. got cross-checked by an elite star player, and you're just going to stand there and turn your shoulder like you don't even want to engage. This is part of the problem. I've yeah, talked you- about this for 10 years. Matias Samuelson is the is by far. How, how do I word this? So he single-handedly could create so much space for him if he just fucking snapped one game and just grab somebody, some big guy, I don't care who it is, and just throttle him. He would, oh my God, he would have so much space out there. Yeah, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I don't DNA, know about that. Though, it's not, I, it's I see, not I, would, I, I don't agree with that, but how he can create space, you have to be, t- I mean, I knew when I was playing Achara, Pronger, and and so on and so on, because going into the game, I'm like, fuck, that's going to be 20 cross checks in the neck and the back. Today's game is different. You say it's different. It's not different. different. No, it's not. It's different on our team because we're still still watching the same thing. It's a different mentality. Go Go and look at the other teams, Van. I sit there and watch over and over and over. Right. But... I think what I mean by different is today's game, I don't know if it's coaching or this or this, the emphasis is way more on skating, which As it I think is, is, is important, but boxing out and cross-checking and doing this, that's still a big part of the game. That's how Vegas won last year. I mean, I look at McNabb, Nabber, we played with him. Yep. Fuck, he plays it. He, he plays his role to a T. There's a reason the kid's in the league still. He doesn't 100%. have the greatest skill set, but he blocks every shot. You know what you're gonna get out of him every single night. Yeah, I know. some guys early. He, I mean, St. Louis. You, you don't think St. Louis regrets not giving him an eight-year deal? Yeah. That guy changed the mindset of Vegas D. <laughs> that and that's their best skill guy, skating guy, but he plays with an edge like. I don't consider Petrangelo a tough guy as far as fighting or anything, even when I played against him. Yep. But he was relentless. You know, he was he, he was mean. He used his stick as a weapon. Not asking Samuelson to fight. I'm no, asking know, but, him. But Petey to... said to create room if he just yeah. goes and throttles. And I understand that. But I think that mindset is gone. That that's 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 20 years ago. Yes. But going in there and freaking, you know what? Maybe give up a two on one and go freaking crush somebody. Step up like a Rajko Gudas. You don't think when when Gudas is on the ice, the other team knows. God, I'm gonna chip the puck in. He's a perfect. He's he. You just brought up a perfect uh, person in the mentality. Like Rajko um, Gudas should have been Clayton, out of the league ten years ago. Clayton Keller would have <laughs> never in a million years cross checked Rajko Gudas because yes. he knows yeah. that Rajko Gudas. It punishment would be, would be <laughs> smiling going yeah. you just gave me the green light to 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 do something so crazy to you that because you you're the one who started it and that's what he looks for he i mean he makes guys super uncomfortable on the ice there's nobody mm-hmm. that makes anybody uncomfortable on the ice yeah, on this I, team like i said th- that guy is man I think he's better now than he was 10 years ago and the game is faster and he's still an impact because I, I, he's getting meaner as he gets older, yeah. but you know what? He's, he knows he's, he can, meaner. he's not getting meaner. The, the game's getting softer. Exactly. But he's yeah. getting meaner because there's no one on the other side, like Petey, who's going to be like, uh, uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. Good us. Well, I bet she doesn't act like that against Philly. Oh, he does. He does. He just, I think he does. Yeah, he doesn't. You know what? You're right. He doesn't. He'll just look at a guy like DeLaurier or a Hathaway yeah. or anyone that'll come after him and be like, I don't have to play. You haven't played 20 minutes. That's what Rivs used to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to play you. I don't have to play you. I used to, the only time I got to talk to Craig was at the TV timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> or when I was by your bench. Uh, when you were, on, a, yeah. on a face-off. On a face-off. How so about this um, coaching <laughs> carousel now? It's unbelievable. I know. I was really hoping uh, our boy Cheese will step in, but hopefully well, next you know year. What? Listen, Steos, Steos was the president of the Hamilton Bulldogs that Jay right. coached, and right. the owner is that owner. So, I mean, I exactly. have to imagine they're not going to go and disrupt a junior 
team's season. Well, uh, I think I think Jacques is just coming in right as an interim basis, yeah. and then in the summer, uh, you well, know, hopefully Cheese will get an interview, and um, would love would to see one to of our imagine. boys uh, back in the game. I love. Yeah, seeing I that. would have to imagine he's going to be a candidate for that job. Yep. But it'd be good fit. You think it, do you, what do you think about uh, Smith? Where do you think he'll end up? He'll he'll have to start back as an assistant again. I would imagine. I, I would with PD. Yeah. And then you're know, even ahead in the AHL. I don't know if that's too far of a step backward for someone like that, but I I think. I think it's I, it's you know I had Travis Green in Vancouver, and. He was a great coach. He's been out of the game now the last couple of years. Now he's back in Jersey as an associate head coach. So that's probably the path for these first-time coaches to get back in it. Andrew yeah. Burnett, you know, took Florida, went to Jersey. Now he got a a real chance in Nashville. So it's it's going to have to be something like that. And it's not like a Craig Berube who's going to be, you know, waiting on his phone and he knows he ain't going to take an assistant. Uh, he's going to have to, he's going to have choices in the off season of what he wants to do, where he wants to go. Well, that's you, the other you thing. you think too. these firings have been deserved? <clears throat> I thought it was interesting so to me because of what you guys said earlier, just about with the, they played the least amount of games. They're not that far out of it, but it could just be a wake up call because their expectations were a lot higher than, you know, they might have the least amount of games, but I think they their expectations were to be a lot higher in the standings, even at 26 games played. And, and like I said, I mean, I've been part of a coaching change. And is it coaching? I don't think so. I think, but when you lose, you know, like Dean Evison here in Minnesota, I don't know him, but all I know about him with the, you know, the guys I know that played for him, they love the guy. They didn't want to see him getting fired, but. A change needed to be made. It's a lot easier to bring in one new coach than change seven players. You can't do that. It, it's it's impossible. And all it really does is, I mean, we have been on losing streaks. It's not that it's not you know the coach that he's overly negative or anything. Usually, when you lose more, actually the coach is more positive, right? He's trying to bring fun. Your practices aren't this, but what happens is the media is a lot more negative. They're in the room every day. Why aren't you winning? Why aren't you scoring? Why this? You bring a new coach in, well, the media doesn't want to talk about losing anymore. They want to talk about, oh, who is this new guy? Let's find out. Let's write articles. Where where did he come from? And everything is just positive all of a sudden. And that's why you see when there's a coaching change, teams start to win again because the negativity just kind of goes away for a day or two. And the mindset is gets reset and you're fresh. It's not like they're like, look who they're replacing him with too. Right? Like it's not mm -hmm. some interim assistant coach. Who's kind of just getting his first, you know, shot at coaching. It's fucking Jacques Martin. Yeah. But, but the Oilers have a first time guy, the St. Louis blues. Just no, no, hired a first time I'm, guy. No, no, no. And I'm not, I'm not taking that away. I, I'm, I'm not saying that it, I'm just saying what, what a fallback to have in Ottawa. That's all I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm I mean, not saying that anybody else doesn't have a good fallback. So do you or, think the Sabres are playing up the standard right now? I don't know what the standard is. I think it's so hard because <laughs> I can sit here. That, well, I, I, I can. Just... You can sit here and speculate and look at. Okay, on paper we're really good. On paper we're this, but I don't know what the expectation. Has anyone come out in, in that organization and said this is the expectation? This is where we need to be. This is what we expect. The GM and the coach last year, not one of them said that this team, their expectations next year is 100% boom or bust, make the playoffs. That's that's our goal. That's our goal. That's our standard. They didn't say that. No, they came back with the youngest team in the league again. So I wonder if they're okay with this. How many, how many players on this team have had a, a coach fired? Maybe one or two. Well, Kyle Oposo for sure. Z, like uh, four of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, do you think Minnesota wanted to fire their coach? No. Do you think Edmonton wanted to fire that coach? No. Like, I don't think they wanted to fire uh, Barube in St. Louis. 
but sometimes the toughest <laughs> decisions are the ones that may make the 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 biggest effect. I don't even know. I like I I I I don't know what the 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 right decision is because I don't think Don Granado is is the reason why this team's losing. But if there there needs to be some sort of jolt. There needs to be some sort of holy shit factor to this group to wake them the hell up because right now I don't think they're performing to their I, abilities. Can I say something, Craig? I just don't think they're improving. I have not seen much improvement in the team's play. That's an issue for me. There's like, there's, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's much learning going on. Like Thomas just said, you know, my year one, you know, I might've done this, but then by year two and three, you know, I wasn't, you know, cheating the zone as often or whatever else you had to, to tighten up van, mm -hmm. but I'm still seeing a lot of the same play. And here's something I know about Thomas Vanek. Thomas Vanek got fucking benched. Thomas, your rookie year, you got benched in the play. You got scratched in the playoffs. Like, you yeah, got I got benched not just my rookie year. I got benched in Toronto because I, after a loss, remember, I was laughing on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and this was where the best team in the league, everyone else was laughing, but I was in my second year, I think. So I was the easy target and I was one of the better goal scorers and the next day I come to practice and I'm uh, in grave with Petey. <laughs> I, I remember that day you set me up for a bunch of fucking unbelievable. I had never <laughs> scored so much. <laughs> and, I yeah. thought, I thought there was a chance after that, that you and I might've become line mates. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I mean, I was like, fine, I'll play in the fourth line. I'll show you. I'll, I'll, I'll make plays. I'm going to show but you that instead I can of the fourth line, I was in the stands. Players, I'm going to show you that I can make terrible players better. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And that's, you know, it goes back to Lundquist, right? And it's accountability. At some point, there has to be accountability. Like, well, there is. He says uh, Don Granado came out in a, in a press conference a week and a half ago and said that there's a lot of accountable people here, a lot of accountable players. There you go. And he was asked, well, why aren't you sitting these guys? He's like, well, that would be punishing them then. Okay. And that's, that's again, that's, I mean, different mindset, right? Yeah. I know, Everyone but someone, someone messaged Craig and I, someone messaged Craig and I after that, and they said um, the, the one thing that they're, they wonder or con, are concerned about are, are the younger players just understanding and kind of just becoming complacent. You know, like Paterka in Colorado. You know the play that I, I I can't remember who it was pointed it out. I think it might have been Bissonette was pointing it out the, the on the on the right wing wall there how he didn't get it out three maybe four times, and then they end up scoring on the end of the shift. And you're just kind of like, what do we do with that guy? They they reward they didn't they didn't reward him. They just didn't he didn't there was nothing taken from him. There's, There's no, no consequences. Lessons. There's no consequences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a you know that's a everyone all. Who knows? You know, maybe he's yelling him behind the scenes and this. I, I can't speak of that. Everyone has different methods, but obviously something isn't clicking, right? Because you play a great game and you follow it up with an average game. Then you play a great game. Then it's maybe average, 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 and then a great game. Well, I'll tell you what they don't want to do is lose to uh, Columbus tonight. That would be fucking catastrophic for this team, I think. Why? Why is that? Because that is a team that last year I think you smacked around pretty good, and I think this is a team that you need to show, especially after two law uh, or a loss after Arizona after a big win, and the way you lost in Colorado, that you're better than this team. And yeah, well, this is that well, you're better than this team. How about that? <laughs> How about this? Uh. The Sabres played 32 games, so has Columbus. Columbus has scored 96 goals to Buffalo's 90 against 105 to 117 
with Columbus. Okay. Columbus has 25 points. The Sabres have 29. They're, they're the bottom teams in the league. They're two of the bottom teams in the league. Like, can we actually go into a game thinking that, oh, this would be catastrophic if we lost to Columbus? Columbus is on the same page as us. They've been shit for years, too. And the Sabres are shit again this year. So why are we sitting in, in, in a situation going, well, we're way because better I don't, than Columbus. I don't think the Sabres are shit. I think they're, they, they are, they have been underachieving hundred percent underachieving. I don't think you you are what you are, but I am with ribs at this time right now. You are what you are 30 games in and is you can beat everyone, but also you can lose against everyone. So you can't go into tonight and be like, this should be an easy win. There's no easy wins anymore. Buffalo Sabres beat Boston. But when do you start saying, when do you start saying as a coach, these are the teams we need to separate from. This is a team we need to separate from. This is a t- like. What do you mean? Don't separate think he's from? We're, we're nowhere near being <laughs> separating ourselves. We we are nowhere near being being able to talking about separation. Separation means that you're on top <laughs> and you want to separate from the bottom. Well, not the even Sabres so much. They're trying to survive. But just just from the standpoint of of who's the better team. I mean, that, that's all I mean. Like they shouldn't lose this fucking game. That's all I'm saying. They shouldn't lose this game. Well, who's playing tonight in that's Levi, I assume? I would have to imagine. I think that's an easy there, there easy there's choice. a bright spot right there, I'll tell you. I think and that's and it's been on fire. Yes. So you you'll see. I mean, goaltending is the most important position, right? In the last three games, the kid has played outstanding and the team plays good in front of him. So you'll see tonight if he's in, the mindset is going to be way different. So if they come out and they play a great game again and Levi plays good, now you know that that's a big thing, right? They believe in the kid. And that's a, it's, that's, that's, it's reality. Sometimes I've been on teams where, you know, when you know the backups in or this kid's in, he's like, you love the guy, but man, <laughs> we're going to have to outscore the other team. I think with Levi, they think, hey, we can just play our game. But Probably yeah, good for him. Out. I mean, that kid, did he have consequences? Yeah, I guess. Levi, you're asking? Yeah, you got yeah. I mean, the, I, I mean, we're talking about right yeah. accountability yeah. and consequences. I mean, was it much of a consequence? I mean, how long was he down there for? Ten days? No, Rochester. Even. I don't much. even think he was Not there even. that long. Yeah, I don't even think he was there that long. But it was better than zero days, right? Yes. Just like the, it sent the, the kid the, a message. Hey, the just the 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 uh, the shock. Yeah. That you know the shock, the conversation, the disappointment. Yeah. That he he felt, I mean, all of it, and then probably the unknown of when he's going to come back, and then by just by by sake of of health, someone gets sick. I think Lukanen got sick, and up he comes, and then mm-hmm. he goes. What was his first game in Boston? And he was fucking awesome. Yeah. Then we watched him against Montreal, Craig, and even though they lost the game, he was incredible. That game, incredible. Yeah. So uh... he actually he prevented that game from being like eight nothing early. Mm-hmm. I agree, but you know that, that there you go, right there. A little bit of accountability, a little bit of oh, I didn't expect this to happen to me, and a little bit of a reset of a mindset. And the kid's been great, yeah. so you got to give him credit. So I just say, I I hope oh. that accountability starts to what you're talking about right there, Vanner starts to be implemented in the season because I just. I feel that the team's young. I feel that, you know. I hate that word. Plenty of guys have played a lot of games. You can be young and you can still be held accountable. Some of these guys I mean, are experienced. I hate that young. I hate that young thing too. Like, well, I mean, cousin, what, what is young this, is what, real. Is this, young is real. I, I mean, you're young is I mean, real. Young is young is Benson who played 20 games. Understood. A Dylan Cousins is in year four. You're still young. 
But in year four, it's okay to be hard on somebody. You don't have to be like, oh, he's still only 22. I can't can't be too hard on him. Well, he's played four years already. Casey Middlestad's 25. He's already played 300 games. There were guys that, when we were playing yeah. that were just starting to get yeah. called up. He's still, quote unquote, games. young. Yeah. But he ain't young as young as Benson, a guy who's played for five, six, seven seasons, like a Darlene. That that ain't just because your age is young. Your experience isn't young. You can't you can't look at age and and you know treat somebody that way. Yeah, like so, Paterka's going to be twenty two in January, and he's going to by that point he'll have one hundred and twenty games under his belt. Yeah. That's like that's 120 games in this league is is the equivalent to a 24 25 year old guy. There are guys that that don't that play. Uh, how old was Brandon Ross by the time he played his 125th game or Kunakol or yeah, these he was guys? Like 26 years old, exactly. Or like that wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's just. I mean and that's going to happen more and more, right? Because of the salary cap and you need you need young guys stepping in your lineup. And Ooh. young guys are 10 times better nowadays than what they were 15 years ago. I don't think so. No, no, 100%. not at all. Nope. hundred percent, man. No, nope. I don't think so. There was plenty of good young guys when we played, but the opportunity wasn't there because that's just the way it worked. You had to go into minors. You had to do this unless you were special, special. Not all the teams. You had to wait. Are, not all the teams. I find the product of the player in today's game. Here's the thing. Back 15 years ago, an 18-year-old kid did not play in the NHL because he would have been targeted. <laughs> because the game was different. Not because that he wasn't good different. enough. I didn't yeah. mean Kunakel, sorry. I meant Gensel. So, so Paterka... <laughs> Paterka I Kunakel. Yeah, no, Kunakel. But <laughs> Paterka will have played 120 games by his 22nd birthday. Gensel got, got called up. He didn't play in the NHL, his first NHL game until he was in his 20, 22 he was well, yeah. If you remember, I played three years of college. Do you remember he went to training camp? He was an interesting situation. Uh, Jake Getzel went to training camp, was absolutely lights out. Should have made the team out of training camp 1,000%. What does the Pittsburgh Penguins do? <laughs> Send a message to the kid. He goes down and he plays in the minors. They call him up, I think, in December. If you can look at how many games did he play in the minors? 20, 30, 33, yeah. 33 games. So 33 games, he stayed in the minors. <clears throat> that was not because he was not good enough to play. That was them showing him that this is the way you're going to do it. You're going to go down. Stats for? No. In the minors? No. Tell me. 33 games. Now, prior to this, he'd only played 11 games in the minors. Okay. 21 goals, 21 assists. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's too good for junior. And then he got he got called up. I think in his first game, he he scored a hat trick. Forty games. Remember that? Forty games that year. Sixteen goals, seventeen assists, thirty three points, and then they went on to win a cup. He had thirteen goals in twenty five games. He's a free agent this year, right? Now that's a young twenty two year old. That's a young twenty two year old. Paterka is going to be twenty two in January, and he will have already had one hundred and twenty games under his belt. Hey, but we're talking about inconsistency, and you're talking about Gensel. The Pittsburgh Penguins, they haven't figured it out. No, they haven't. That, to me, is it's, it's I'm surprised with that team. And you know, I, I figured it would take them a little a bit to gel because you have 10, 11 new guys, but something ain't clicking there. I wonder if they would ever let... Uh... Sullivan go. Well, how many uh, well, both he's, times he's not Dubas's guy, so well, how about this, right? So you fire Sullivan, you hire <clears throat> what Barube? Because listen, when Pittsburgh won their first cup, I can't remember who they fired. They fired was it Ed Olchuk or fired somebody? No. Michelle no. Terrian. Michelle Terrian. They yeah. and brought in Dan Bilesma and they went on yeah. to win. And then that year, I think, when they won their second cup with Crosby the, uh, in uh, Getzel's first year, I feel like they fired Dan. Uh, Might have been the year before, actually. Might have been the year. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, 
actually. So did they win in, they won in 15, 16. So it was, they fired. Dan won one. That was Mike 09, Johnson, I think. Mike Johnson and hired Mike Sullivan. Yes. And then they won the Stanley Cup that year. Back to back years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see that guy in Europe kick the guy in the face and kick Lawrence Pilot? Lawrence yes. Pilot and Martin Furk, two former NHL guys. Kicked I played with right. Furk in Detroit. What a what a stupid... and he got and he got suspended for what six games? Five, I think. Five. Thoughts on that? I my thought on that is um if if he's actually thinking that that's that he could have gotten away with that after what just fucking happened. Yeah. Five games isn't enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just the attempt. That is an attempt to now we can say attempt to injure, but Jesus, man. I mean, like someone died recently with a very similar play. That's like yep. almost yeah, attempt to I, fucking murder somebody. I, I don't understand how, how, I mean, obviously you, you suspend the guy for five games because of a, what? What did I yeah. don't even know what they the did? Attempt. That a can, yeah. Yeah. A, attempt to kick. Yep. They like, kicked at his face back like a like a heel you're kick. out to me like that, that's that's you're out the rest of the year, dude. Like we that's that's not part of hockey. Thank you. I didn't want that's to not be five that. games. Like that's the season for me. That's the standard. You freaking kick. Like what 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 the hell is going on? And especially like you said, what just happened. That's that's an easy one. Be like, take the year off. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred yeah. percent. There needs to be the protection you need to get in every single hockey player's uh, mindset. That uh, I, I mean, that is so it's so unacceptable in this game to to do something like that. Shouldn't even be in the minds. But five game suspension, five <laughs> game suspension for for a player that literally tried to do a heel kick after after. A player lost his life due to a very similar situation. It's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah, to me that that would, should have been an easy suspended for the rest of the season. Um, Craig, can we comment on a family member just quickly? I mean, I yeah, we sit here and praise all these great players in the NHL, but there's a guy in Calgary by the name of Mackenzie Weger. Defenseman. Playing great. 32 games. He has eight goals. Career high already set. 19 points in 32 games. He seems like he's back. Yeah, he's one of the only ones on that team. How can we get him out of Calgary and get him to Buffalo? You know that's Craig's cousin, eh? Banner? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was there in Florida with him. Great kid. Oh yeah, that's right. You were in Florida. really uh see I've been everywhere. You guys don't even know. I played with the kid who just kicked <laughs> in Switzerland and Detroit. I played with Weegsy in uh Florida. Well rounded. But uh he would be a perfect fit, right? I mean, in the summer we talked about this team because you guys cover the Sabres. I don't just from the outside, this team needed a right-handed top four guy. Well, yep. that's the guy. Or one of the guys, right? I mean, uh, no, that is that is. I, I played with Tanif in Vancouver. He, I know he's available, but to me, Tanif is, I mean, an absolute warrior. He's a, he's a Jay McKee. He'll block shots with his face like he's done it over and over again. But to me, he's a five six and a great one of the best five six, but not a top four. Weger is a top four or top two. It doesn't matter, right? Top two, top four. You you play a shit ton of minutes. That's 24 to 26 eat minutes contribute tough talk about cross-checking known his role how to play the right way how to you know his wires cross when they need to be crossed those are things you don't you, you can't teach but well, you have a guy like has... that maybe the next guy to you will be like holy shit his wires cross well he's gonna probably follow him right it's a yep. mentality yep It'll be interesting to see what uh, what Calgary does too, um, because Calgary ain't getting rid of that kid. Why would you? They're in a uh, rebuild. He's got seven years. I are mean, they it's got to be a really good. Are offer they in a rebuild? There. 
are they in a rebuild? Like Nazem Kadri is not a rebuild player. Uh, Blake Coleman is not a rebuild player. <coughs> right. Elias Lindholm, who they have to sign, who's going to make a lot of money. Um, you know, well, he, those those are guys that have to go. But why would you let a, a weaker go? You you can't replace them, right? Unless I'll it's tell a complete. You why. I'll tell you why. Because if I'm the Buffalo Sabers, I'm going to call Calgary, and I'm going to offer them some of my Western Hockey League studs that I have, starting with go. Matt Savoy. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to ask them for Nazem Kadri to come here and be our third line center, and you can have Casey mm. Middlestad mm. and someone and Savoy and everything. And then I also need Mackenzie Weger in that deal. No, oh, you stop right there. I I, I would keep Middlestad or Kadri all day. Really? Yeah. It'll t- that's okay. Where's this coming from? What 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 are your thoughts on Kadri? It's got to be a Minnesota thing. Yeah. What's no, no, it's not a Minnesota. It's just I, I I just think that the, the what is what does he have left? Five years? I don't think the pace is there anymore. And I disagree with that. I think the pace is there with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that's an issue at all with him. I think he's just on a really average hockey team. Like he's playing as like one of their top, top forwards, which I don't think at this point in time, he's uh, I think he would be an incredible fit for a number two slash three center that is not relied upon to, to put up all those points. No, I I get what you're saying. I think there's different there. There's a lot more, different types of player out there that I would like over him. Then that's just, you know, like a Boone Jenner. You guys mentioned him before. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Do you like him over Kadri? I would definitely take Boone Jenner over Kadri because I think right. he's he's younger. I think Boone Jenner's 30 and Kadri's 33. Well, younger and br- brings a different element, right? I, I think it's Kadri is a little bit more offensive. He does have, obviously, a lot of jam to his game. I just... Like I said, I, in that role, I would like somebody else. That's just me personally, but being an um, you know, armchair GM. But um, I think Petey's right on on Uyghur. I think if, he, if 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 he's, you know, I shouldn't say available, but if that's something that you want, he would be my top target on that team, even over Tanov. Or actually, 100%. I will get both of them. I don't think Uyghur would have any issue coming to Buffalo. He would just have to offer somebody a nice gift to wear fifty-two, and that would be that would be Hudson Why? Fashion fifty-two in the rafters or something. Hudson Fashion yeah. sold number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Finally, a fifty-two that could be a plus player. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I was a plus player before I came to Buffalo. Then, like every every other Buffalo Saber, Saber, uh, you're you're a minus. Um, well, that's on you. Yeah, the game was a lot different though when you came to Buffalo. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have done. Last question I have for you, and I don't know, maybe I've asked you this before. Did you vote for Riv? No, no, Riv, I did not vote for Riv. Riv came in. Remember, he came in and he goes, "You guys don't have protein shakes." I'm like, "Get out of here, dude." We we don't have nothing. Get get used to it. He's like, oh, I'll get you guys powder. Like, <laughs> I'll get you guys protein powder and Cytomax. Remember? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Nah, stiff arm, got... stiff armed his way into a bag skate. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. He lost a day off when you asked for the protein powder. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Instead of a protein powder, we got uh, heart rate monitors. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it was uh, a real eye-opener coming to Buffalo. Coming from Montreal, San Jose, and then coming to Buffalo, it was shocking. Not yeah. even joking. And and I, I'm not sure in today's game that there's quite the differences between those teams uh, or the the top and bottom teams, and how they they treat their players. But Montreal was like, I mean, they were they were the pinnacle of how they treated their players. You played there, Vanner, obviously. <laughs> hey, I went from Buffalo to the Islanders, so it was the exact same. Right, really? Okay. 
And then I got traded to Montreal and I found I was like in the English Premier League. It was unbelievable, right? It was I mean, it was How about the how about uh how about the players lounge? All the leather the, lounge, uh, the, the leather food, seats the, the, it's just like insane. The the I mean sticks. I mean, you want a new stick, it's there in the afternoon. You ask for some, you know, a new pattern or new something and at 9 a.m. practice is over at two o'clock, you got a stick there. Skates. I mean, the way they it's just the travel, the I mean, they didn't fly. What did we fly? Uh, Champions Air or uh, oh, my, Miami Air. Remember the door wasn't closed? No, uh, well, Miami Air was actually decent. Not no, Miami it was like Air, Champions Air where the door was duct taped. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, Montreal is, again, it, it's it's the only team. I mean, I got treated well. Vancouver was great. All the other teams had, had really good setups at that point, but. Montreal is on a different level. Just oh, the yeah. way. You remember we took off, and the fucking door wouldn't close. <laughs> yeah, it was from Philadelphia. Remember, we had to fly like at ten thousand feet the yeah, whole time. The lowest out possible altitude for this plane. And like, do you remember the air pressure? <laughs> how bad it was. Fucking plane. I thought my head was going to explode. I felt like I might have been on that Titan yeah. submarine. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the door is not fully closed, but we're okay. We're just going to fly very low. We're just, just going to do it. We're going to have to do a turnaround here and uh, we're going to go back and uh, see if they can seal the door. If not, we're just going to have to wait for another plane to arrive and then we'll board that and then we'll head back. Uh, to Buffalo. should be there in about seven hours. <laughs> Welcome to the National Hockey League. Well, my first training camp. Enjoy your beef, Wellington. <laughs> 